Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Nino's Corner. It's not just a website. It's not just a podcast. It's a brand and a movement. Go to ninoscorner.com, N-I-N-O-S corner.com to get the latest products from Nino. Go to the book section to find Nino's three number one best-selling books, Can You Love Me? A Memoir, A Tribute, Battles Blueprint, Five Self-Battles to Defeat for Success, and My Wonderful Life and Adoption Story. If you need merchandise, we had that for you too. Our custom Do You Signature Series shirts and other apparel were sure to please. Again, visit www.ninoscorner.com, N-I-N-O-S corner.com for more information. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. What's good, man? Uh, first off, guys, if you like what's listening to, go press that like, give me a five-star review, comment, all that for the episode, man. But for the podcast in general, man, everything that you guys have been doing, listening and getting a bunch of viewers a month, a bunch of viewers every episode, thank you for the content and the comments and just keeping it alive and getting more sponsors. Appreciate it. But talking about sponsors, I want to give a shout out to a podcast that I've been listening to for a couple of days now. It's called what is he thinking is spelled iz not is what is he thinking it's by my boy alexander stevens man it's a great podcast about a half hour long some of them are a little bit longer because the topics are really good and juicy man but it's basically it's a podcast from a guy uh telling women what guys are thinking when it comes to relationships and things like that it's pretty clever man you guys gotta go listen to it man what is he thinking you can get it on any any podcast stream anything guys so yeah i might even start maybe come and team up with him on a podcast episode or something like that so that we can get, uh, you know, just him in the podcast game a little bit deep. But he is very talented, very, very great podcast episode. But, guys, today, what are we going to talk about, man? I know everybody's talking about what happened on Tuesday. I know you guys are going to hear this on Friday morning. But we're going to talk about what happened Tuesday, the debates, the debates. And I put on the Nino's Corner Facebook page. I put on the Facebook page, you know, hey, Put this on Wednesday night. I said, one night is sleeping on these debates. What were your thoughts? Leave comments below and I will comment on those on my next podcast. So I'm going to comment on the debates right now. And if you guys can see me on YouTube, I'm going to stroll over to my screen. You guys won't be able to see the screen. However, what you will be able to see is me reading off the screen some of the comments that were given about the debates. Man. Okay. So one of a good friend of mine, we actually grew up together in Shreveport, Louisiana, my dude. Um, he said he turned it on for five minutes and uh, he said that uh, he did not believe that them, meaning Biden and, uh, and Trump debating will have much impact on anyone's actual vote unless it drives people to vote third party. I just don't see many people, if any, switching between those two. I kind of agree with that. And then I kind of disagree with that. I kind of agree with that for the simple fact that in 2016, you know, you had your people who were going to vote for Trump regardless. All right. 
And not only did, did you have your people that were going to vote for Trump, you had people that were just not going to vote for Hillary. So Trump cleaned up a lot of those votes for people who just didn't want he hated Hillary. They, did, they didn't want her in office. So Trump got the votes. He got those votes for people who just didn't like her. You know, and not that he got the majority of the vote, but he got enough of the votes in the certain districts that he needed to win over the electoral college and get those votes to win the president. Uh, you know, so I think it's going to turn in this in this uh, election because you got people now. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but just from you know, just after the debate and hearing some chitter chatter over the last couple of days and seeing different polls, which I don't really believe in all the polls too much because the polls said that Hillary was going to win by a landslide in 2016. They were wrong. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say a landslide, but they said that she was going to win and they were completely off. Actually, it's the other way around. But I will say that a lot of people who maybe initially voted for Trump in 2016 uh, don't know if they're going to re vote for him. And some people just don't want to vote for him at all. And so they're voting for the opposite of him. I don't care what your political views are. I don't. I, you know, this is a nonpartisan show, so I don't give a damn who you vote for. Uh, but I think a lot of the voters that voted for him in 2016, I wouldn't say a lot, but uh, some are going to vote the opposite party just to not vote for him. Some, some people just don't want Trump in office anymore. And I totally understand it and I totally get it. Um, so I think it's going to be a reversal of what happened in 2016. Uh, so that's my take on it. It's going to be interesting to see. I saw an interesting stat where it's like a 50 50 toss up in South Carolina from like the, you know, just the, the polls and, and things of that nature. And I'm thinking South Carolina is usually like a red state, all the way red. It's never 50 50. It's never, I mean, even you can take the most, I guess, liberal people in South Carolina and ask them, you know, uh, a thousand people get the most liberal people and you're never going to 50 50 vote. It's always going to be like 60 40 or it's always going to be like 70 30 for the Republican side of the house for the GOP. And some of these early polls are showing that it's like 50 50 in South Carolina, which is like, wow, like, oh, that's something. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens here on on November 3rd. I turned in my absentee ballot. You guys know I do absentee ballot. I don't live in Texas, but I'm a Texas resident uh, due to my military affiliation. Uh, so I turned in my absentee ballot yesterday, uh, immediately after the debates. So, yeah. Take for what you want to take for. All right. Another one of my friends, really good friend of mine. I'm not going to read her comment. It's uh, I can't I can't read that one. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh yeah. Another one of my friends, she put a comment basically saying that um, she was incredibly troubled with the stand down and stand by comments uh, when uh, the president was asked to denounce white supremacy. And I've seen a lot of that and I've heard a lot of that. And as a as a black person, I am a little bit troubled about that, too. Uh, but, yeah, the stand back and stand by. I mean, those are terms used at a gun range. And we all stand back, stand by. I mean, stand back and stand by means get ready. You know, I mean, it means get ready and wait till I call. And so, you know, pretty, I don't know how to, I don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. I don't. But those are some very strong comments uh, from the president. And I am not in favor of those comments. Um, and so, wow. Next, uh, another friend of mine. She's a teacher. And she basically stated that 
Uh, she watched it for a time. Oh, a lot of teachers usually tell their, their students to go in and watch the debates. Uh, and how troubling would it be to tell your, your, your middle school student to go and watch a debate? Uh, when that happened last night, it was not a presidential showing from any side of the house last, I mean, on that, on that Tuesday, I did feel like Joe Biden was trying to stay on the politics because that's, this is what it's about. It's about telling your policies and things of that nature. It's about showing America what you're going to do to either enhance America and on, on fixing it or, you know, or enhance the good things that are there and fix the things that are broken. And that was not uh, what was done on that Tuesday night. Christopher Wallace, poor Christopher Wallace. I feel so bad for him because he tried, but he couldn't keep everybody in line just for the simple fact that for one thing, the president talked over him 24-7. It was what it was. Um, and I, I just felt like he couldn't get control of it because I felt like he got bullied while he was on the stage. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know anybody who could have done a better job. I mean, I can say better. Better is the wrong word. Take that back. I don't know anybody who could have done a great job at that, unless it's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Samuel Jackson would have got that done right. But uh, just think about that for a minute. Think about if you're a school teacher and a lot of school teachers, please chime in, leave me some comments. If you're a school teacher, how do you handle that when it comes to these debates? You're trying to teach your children, your your students about the debates. You're trying to teach them about what politics is, you know, and sometimes a lot of kids don't understand and get the full grasp of politics in their own household. Because a lot of parents, some parents just don't really listen to it like that. Sometimes the first time you're going to hear about that is when you're in the classroom and you're around people who this is their job to teach you, you know, civics and teach you politics and teach you the social sciences and teach you just government and, and history. You know, you're going to get uh, you know, an assignment maybe to look at the debates and do pros and cons from each candidate. Like, what is a kid going to infer about what happened on Tuesday? It's a sad state in America because that was not what I would want my kid to watch. You know, my kid's five years old. I'm 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 37. My kid's five. So, you know, my wife and I watch the news all the time. I mean, like it's on all day. But I had to find myself when my kid comes home from school, I have to literally turn the news station off because it's so many foul things going on in America. Um, you know, we got with the George Floyd. Like, I, I don't want my five year old's mind to be warped by what is out there at that moment. I don't want him to see that. You know, he's a black kid. I don't want him to see that that's how he thinks black people should be treated. You know, so. It is, you got the George Floyd incident, you got the Breonna Taylor incident, and sometimes they show the graphic scenes of this, and I don't want my kid to see a, you know, a guy dying, basically being murdered on the concrete, yelling at I can't breathe, and, and screaming for his mother. Like, he would understand what it's like to scream for his mother, because he, you know, sometimes he wakes up in the middle of the night, and who's he call for? He don't call for daddy, he calls for mommy, you know, so it's very touching, very, very, very touching. So I don't want my kid to see that, so... Um, it's it's hard to shelter your kids from things like that because as, literally as a black man, they're going to see those things anyway as they get older. So how soon do you how soon do you subject your children, especially your black boys, to that stuff? Because it could easily be them any time of the day. But yeah, that's just a a thing that you have to deal with when you. Um, it's the thing I do it basically when you're raising. Um, you know, a minority in America. But getting back to the debates, 
Okay, guys, you see me on YouTube. You see, I'm looking at my screen. I'm looking at my other screen because these are where all the comments are, right? I'm not like neglecting you guys. So, all right, looking at my screen here, guys, other comments that were said. My mom even chimed in. My mom even chimed in. My mom, guys, she is, uh, she's like that woman. You know what I'm saying? She is, um, yeah, hold on. Let me see. My mom said, son, you know my thoughts. Uh, our president is, is going to be who he's always been. I didn't watch one minute of it because I knew it was going to tick me off. And she didn't say tick me off. She said something else. Watching him rant and rave. Uh, and then she says, women. I and So she, she actually does a call to women on my post. She goes, women, I know you would not accept this from your children. So why would we accept this from someone who's leading our nation? Those are some strong words, man. My mom does not hold back words. That's from one of the comments from one of the, you know, the listeners of my show, who's my mother. Um, so she listens to every show. But yeah, women, I know you would not accept this from children, which is true. Like what happened on that stage on Tuesday night? You're a parent. If you're a parent, would you accept your child? I mean, would you be totally comfortable with your child doing what happened on that stage? I mean, just answer the question. I mean, just think about it and ask the question. Would you be totally acceptable with what went down in that stage on Tuesday night? You know, I know I wouldn't. If my kid, yeah, he would He would be in deep, deep, deep. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> deep uh, uh, doo-doo. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would not feel comfortable with my child. I would not feel comfortable with my sister and my brother. And I look at them as like my little kids because I'm 14 years older than my brother, 12 years older than my sister. So I'm like this, I'm like my sibling's second father. They come to me with advice. They come to me to ask for how to do things. They come to me for a bunch of stuff. You know, I, I, I'm the one who like mentors them on the school and the majors they should take. My sister, by the way, is graduating in the fall. I mean, in the spring with an MBA. Go ahead, sis. Woo, woo. My brother's graduating in the spring with his bachelor's in IT. Woo, woo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they always come to me for advice and things of that nature. So if they were to ever act like that, like I would lose it. I would flip my mind because I know that they weren't raised like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know how to take it. I mean, this is what it is. This is like one of the weirdest situations that we have going on here. And so, um, you know, it, it it is what it is. You know, people are going to be people. You know, you can't you can't get mad at, at how people act. Some some people act certain ways. Some people don't. But you just got to if you don't like it, you got to just vote. You know, like what did Obama say um, when he was, you know, like campaigning for Hillary? Don't boo vote. So true. Don't boo, vote. Don't get mad, vote, man. Don't stand back and stand by. Go vote, you know. Go vote, you know. So we don't like some of the rhetoric that has been, you know, dished out from either side. Then we, as American citizens, have something that we can go do, something in our, in our hip pocket that we can go do, and it's called vote. And it's not just don't vote just for the president. Vote all up and down the ballot. Vote local. Vote for your senators. Um, vote for your school board. Like I just did my absentee ballot. You know, uh, I'm a Bell County resident just for the simple fact that I was born and raised. I'm well, not born and raised. I was born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana. I moved to Bell County, Texas when I went to high school. Um, proud member of, you know, the Ellison uh, High School 2001 graduating class. You know, those green eagles, those those mean eagles. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I am a Bell County resident on paper because I commissioned out of the 
you know, out of Texas and, you know, Bell County is my home of residence. Uh, so, you know, I went up and down that ballot and I looked at the school board members because I know how the school board and how the school system is, is slowly, I wouldn't say slowly changing, but it's not getting the best. It's not, it wasn't what it was. And so for Colleen and uh, Fort Hood and Bell County to have better school districts, I know that new school board members trying to be there. They had two school board members. I went up and down that ticket. I Google searched everybody, looked at their platforms, vote. Vote up and down the ballot, guys. Just don't vote for the president because the local elections mean a lot. They're the things that are going to impact you on a day-to-day basis, okay? And don't get me wrong, things that come from the White House, whether whatever candidate is in office or whatever president is in office, it's going to impact you too if things spew out of control. And so, you know, we can debate that later, but vote up and down the ballot, man. Vote local. Support local businesses too. Please do. I mean, keep your community thriving. Keep it thriving. The more you keep your community thriving, the more pride that's going to be in your community, the more pride that's going to be in your your community, the more willingness that people are going to take on to take care of the things in your community. Please vote local. Vote local. Vote for the senators. Vote for the president. But most importantly, vote local and support local businesses. Support the people who are there putting the ground in day to day in that city. Boots on the ground. Feet on the ground. You know, pillars of the community, residents, all that good stuff, man. All right, let's go back to a, to another comment. I had a little rant and spill. Um, another one of my friends I used to work with. She said that uh, she hated all the interrupting, uh, and the president didn't have to do it so much. I thought it was disrespectful that I thought they I thought they disrespected each other too much. Meaning, Biden and Trump disrespected her too much. Uh, I thought Vice President Biden got away from uh, some of his major points. Um, and I felt that uh, Mike Wallace helped uh, Vice President Biden on several. So that's what one of my friends said. So, I mean, there's there's some truth to that. Uh, both people were very disrespectful to each other. Um, and it, it shouldn't have been like that. This is a debate, not a like WrestleMania WWE match. And I do feel like Mike Wallace could have controlled the situation a little bit better. Um, I think that he could have. But honestly, in that situation, I don't know if anybody could have, could have controlled it. What are you guys' thoughts on this, man? Like, what are you guys' thoughts when it comes to this? So this is a, it was a pretty heated debate, man. So just let us know, what what were your thoughts? Leave me a message, man. Leave me some comments. You know, just let me know what was your thoughts on that. Very interesting. I got one more comment just now. Man, yeah, it's kind of uh, basically talking about the uh, not not denouncing white supremacists. We already talked about that. Wow, this is America, and we're back, guys. All right, one more thing, man. I got one more comment that came in from my Facebook, uh, you know, comments for the issue. So the question was, you know, from the debates, what? Did you know after sleeping on it for a night or two? What are your thoughts? And so, some you know, so somebody had the thoughts about the question about the uh, the racism sensitivity training. And I guess how the president has said that that training is racist. Hey guys, we gotta look at it. It's not racist training. 
this training is not only just for African-Americans, it's not for Asian-Americans, it's not for, you know, Hispanic-Americans, it's for it's for white Americans, it's, it's for Caucasians, it's for everybody. It's sensitivity for everybody. You have to, to understand somebody and to have empathy and sympathy for somebody, to empathize with somebody. You have to be able to semi put yourself in their shoes. And that is what the sensitivity training is for, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, so in my opinion, you know, I can't tell you how to live as a uh, Asian American in America because I'm not Asian American. But if you if I have insights into some of your culture and things that might trouble you and things that uh, uh, you might feel is might be like biased towards, you know, you then I, let me know some things like you might not understand, let's say, for instance, if you're talking to somebody who's Hispanic and they might be of Cuban descent or they might be Puerto Rican or Mexican, but you call them the wrong Hispanic you know, person, you, you call them like the wrong uh, uh, title. They're not Puerto Rican, they're Mexican you know, or they're not Mexican, they're Honduran. Like they can get offended uh, just because of things that have happened in the past and their past culture. So that's, that's the sensitivity training. You know, it's just like um, you wouldn't call, you know, uh, uh, somebody who is Vietnamese, uh, Japanese or, or, or Chinese or Korean because, you know, everybody's not the same. We all might look alike or have certain things that uh, uh, make us seem like we are more one than the other or or more the same than the other but there's so many differences in people and that's where the sensitivity training comes in it's like the glue that brings it in so you can understand what people are going through and what people have gone through in the past that maybe uh leads us to harbor those feelings what has happened to to them at that moment or some of their ancestors. So, man, sensitivity training when it comes to racism is absolutely necessary. You know, it is just, you know, if I didn't have some of the sensitivity training that I've had over my career and in my life and school and everything, there are certain things about other people's cultures I just wouldn't know. And quite frankly, I wouldn't honestly even think about it because I never would have thought about it because it, it never would have crossed my mind. It's good to have those conversations in an open environment where you're free from being ridiculed because you just don't know because you're just ignorant to the things that are going on because it's not your normal life. It's not your normal everyday life. But once you become uh, a person who learns uh, what something is and understands what something is, then you're no longer ignorant. You know, you know how somebody might feel if you say something to somebody that you just never might have thought of because you're just not one of them. You didn't grow up in that situation. You didn't grow up in that community. So I'm not against, I'm not for canceling that train. I think it should be had. But on that note, guys, man, thank you for listening, man. Join the club. I mean, join the, the podcast. Give me some likes, some, some five-star reviews and comments, man. But do you, don't be afraid to fail. Outgrow your environment. Understand your brilliance. You're brilliant. Okay? Love you guys, man. News Corner, I'm out. It's late. I got to go to bed. My kids bother me. He needs to go to bed, too. He has school tomorrow. All right. News Corner, out. Yeah.